B2B marketers are always looking for new marketing channels to help them hit their goals. But the best marketing channel isn't a new one, and it's one most marketers don't talk about, marketing internally to your company. Internal marketing is all about getting in front of employees and explaining what we do and why it matters to everyone else. And it's more relevant and timely than ever. And it's something we're prioritizing at Metadata right now. Demand Gen U is officially in session. Let's do it. So today, and this is really Mark's topic because this was a big, um, this is something like a big project that he really championed and talked about quite a bit. So I'm, I get to interview Mark today about, <laughs> about internal marketing. And honestly, like for me, I've always been pretty not good <laughs> at internal marketing. <laughs> Great way of saying it. And not good at English either, apparently. No, but, um, and I know exactly why too. And it's kind of interesting. I always have felt like, well, I don't want to puff up our chest and try and brag and be like that to everybody else. But that's really not what it's about at all. Like when that's, we're talking. No, that's a, exactly what it's not about. Yeah. <laughs> and so you'll see it. But that's how I that's how I thought about it is like, well, everyone's so busy with their day jobs. Like, they, do they really want to hear all this stuff from marketing? And but I think what I've learned through you championing this and us doing it here is the marketing department is one of those that there's always these constant shifts and we're always doing so many things and different things. And a lot of it has to do with how we're presenting ourselves out to the market. So a lot of people inside need to know how are we presenting ourselves externally so that I can carry that same torch, you know, and I'm making sure I'm not going against what we say or say something different or so I've really come around to it and no longer see it as us bragging or like, look at what we're doing over here. What are you guys up to? And it's definitely much more of a, an internal, like, necessary process. And we got a lot of good feedback. And we'll talk through a lot about that, about that today. Yeah, I think the, before we jump into it, the big thing is, yes, are you showing off the successes occasionally from time to time? Yes. Is internal marketing only about pumping your chest and sharing your successes? Absolutely not. And I think what you'll hopefully learn by the end of this is, one, we don't have this all figured out, but we're actively working on it. And what we're trying to do is just make marketing metadata part of everyone's job. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's get into this thing. Let's start with how we got to the point where we said, all right, this is actually a problem and we've got to do something about it. So I think it originally stemmed from just being frustrated with the how much we were doing. We felt like we were so busy. We're doing all this work and people just don't know about it. And you mentioned earlier, everyone's so busy with their day-to-day -day and we're just like any other marketing team, we're busy too. But to think that you can just take the field of dreams analogy, like if you build it, they will come and people will just know exactly what you're doing internally because you send one Slack, you're way off if you think that that's the case. And we were way off when we were doing that. And a lot of it came from frustration around sending that Slack and then getting the same questions over and over again when are we going to have a case study in this? Well, did you not see the Slack that I sent about the case study that was on that exact topic before? Yeah, and it's a little bit like regular marketing in a sense that if you're using one channel and you're not getting a response, okay, that was an experiment. That channel didn't work or this messaging didn't work because you're right, we're trying to... And some people may not know they need to know what's going on too. So it's like educating people, why should you care? Why do you need to know? Why will it help you to know what we're doing in marketing? And so there's a little bit of like meta marketing of that too, of just, hey, this is why you actually need, it's almost like category marketing. 
<laughs> it's like, why do you need this category of stuff? And then starting to actually do the marketing of what we're doing. So yeah, I know we were hearing things like, um, well, can you let us know when you're launching new campaigns? And we were like, well, I thought we were, you know, <laughs> but like you mentioned, we might've put it in one Slack channel, but we didn't hit everybody. And we didn't have any process around how we did that. And some people, even in marketing might've done this channel and not that channel. I might've put it on this channel and not this other one. And so not saying we were even doing it well then, but we were doing some little things, but it wasn't enough. And we just kept hearing things like that from staff, from other leaders. I would hear it in the leadership meeting sometimes. And I also felt like even with Gil, our CEO, I didn't really know how to, in the beginning, it was just you and I, that was easy. I can tell them about the things that two people are doing. That's not too hard. But once we got to six, nine people, then it was like, wait, I can't, there's no way in my half hour meeting with you every week that I can really tell you what's all going on. And so we needed other mediums to do it. And I think when we were first, what's the best way of saying this? We weren't really doing internal marketing until this light bulb moment happened. But what we were doing, we were sharing new things. We would maybe just share what we did briefly. We didn't explain the why or the what's in it for them. And I think that's the stage that we're currently in right now that we'll get to later because it's not just what you're working on and sharing that internally, whether it's an email or Slack or a presentation or whatever it is, it's way more important to explain the why and what's in it for them. And I yeah. think as I was preparing for this episode, I think internal marketing is actually harder in the remote work world than it mm. is in a office setting, because when I was at my last company and two companies ago, when you got a bunch of people at the company together for an all hands in person or some sort of marketing readout, when you've got a bunch of people in the room and you've got their attention, it's a little bit easier to do it when you're in an office. And I think it's harder when we're just drowning out all of these slacks and emails and you name it in a remote setting, which is why we're trying a bunch of different ways to make this work at Metadata. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you mentioned this light bulb moment that went off. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I'm not going to put the person on blast, but I know who I'm talking about. Maybe you do too. There was a gong recording. I think it was an internal call maybe, but I heard one of our... No, I'm not going to say it because there's only <laughs> a few of them. So if I say the function, it's very easy to figure out who it might be. That person said, I know they're busy, but I don't know what they're working on. And for me, it was like, one, we are doing every single thing that we possibly can right now to help the company and help sales and help CS and you name it. So if you get questions, and this is when people liked our marketing externally. So when that person says, yeah, I know they're busy, but I don't really know what they're working on. Something's got to change here. Like we got to make sure that everyone at the company is, knows the what and the why and why it matters to them. And then the second part was everyone, I think, to this day at Metadata, still really enjoys the marketing that we're doing and they want to be a part of it. And they, in the little time that they do have, they want to help amplify that. So it's a B2B marketer's dream. And I think you get asked about that and I get asked about that all the time. Like, how do you do this? Like, how do you get people sharing on social for you? And a lot of it comes from the internal marketing that we're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I, um, and I think like even early on, we'll talk a little bit of like, like what we're doing to do internal marketing, but I even remember early on, I still wasn't very, you were like, hey, we need to fix this. And I still was just like, isn't it enough that we're marketing, you know, we're doing the marketing, we're trying to bring in the leads and we're trying to drive pipeline. 
So now we also have to tell everybody that we're doing all this stuff. And so it was harder for me to, because I like to minimize the amount of work and the amount of busy work and the stuff that isn't directly related to our goals. I try and minimize that. But I think the reality is this is helping us in some ways. A lot of the ways is just by people knowing more about what we're doing. And we'll talk about how you get them to listen to you and some of the in, in a little bit. And we're still working on that part, just so we're clear. Yeah, but we've kind of figured we've gotten some good kudos. And yeah, mm-hmm. we are still starting to figure that out a little bit. I think the other big thing, and it this goes back to, I think it was spring of last year. And we had spent a ton of time getting that marketing plan together. Yep. And we had goals. We had a good plan, I think. We just knew we didn't really have all the people or the resources to execute it. And what we did was we put it into a Google Doc. And I think we've recorded an episode or two on what worked and what didn't work about that. But when Alex Verdon and I were in Denver together for an offsite with enablement and sales engineering, there was this kind of feeling at the time of what's product marketing doing? And I know that they're working on stuff, but you know, I don't know what they're working on. And it was pretty awesome when Alex and I pulled up everything that we had planned and our goals and our activities and the timelines for everything. And the look on their eyes when they saw this was like, whoa, you guys are way more prepared than I thought that you are. And so we work with smart people here. But when I got that reaction from somebody and it was like a, okay, I don't want to say that I was throwing stones at marketing for doing you know, what we need them to do, but I was not expecting them to be this prepared. And I think that was when I really thought, all right, we got to do something different here. And we got to make sure that people know the what, the why, and the how behind what we're doing. Yeah. And we kind of, we solved it a little bit this year, but well, starting to, but last year we also had that plan and we didn't present it to anybody. We had this whole nice plan and like, Gil was the only person outside of marketing that really had saw it, that really saw the plan. And we've talked about this, like you said, on other episodes, but we didn't really crack that plan open very much. You know, we didn't because we didn't really socialize it. So we didn't have really anyone to come back to and report on how we're doing on this, except for Gil. And Gil wasn't a huge proponent of a plan. You know, he's he could like, I'm going to take a step back and clarify what you're going to say. Gil wants a plan. He doesn't like long documents. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And if you ask Gil, he's like, there should only be three or five goals, three to five goals. And that's it. And I'm like, I can't, how do you, that's not a plan to me. That's, those are goals, but I need to know how we're going to get there. And so anyway, not to get into the whole plan thing, but it was, it was one of the warning signs to me too, when we really started to talk about this was like, oh yeah, we had this whole plan and we didn't even tell anybody. We didn't get feedback from anybody. And then also, I don't know. The other teams didn't really have plans or if they had plans, we weren't all talking about them together and seeing where are their integration points and where are their overlap and et cetera. And I know that caused some problems too, because we ended up having, again, we won't get too deep into this part, but we ended up having overlap in across teams in the summer last year, spring, summer. There's one role where we had three different teams that had basically hired somebody to do about the same thing. And there was like nebulous definitions to the role. They all, and then we finally had everybody hired and ramped up and we're like, wait, they're all kind of have the same mandate or very similar mandate something around onboarding and like education and enablement. But that can also happen if you don't socialize your plan 
they don't even know who you're hiring or what you're planning on taking on. So then other teams are then now making plans to do that as well, especially if it's a high growth startup and, you know, everyone's really just trying to move fast and make quick decisions. So yeah, other reasons. And, for that. And I think the last thing to add, just to share what that state looked like, the internal marketing at that point was really two things. It was a, let's say a 90 second to maybe two minute update on a weekly Thursday meeting with marketing sales and CS on our revenue meeting. And every function goes long every single time. So you think you have two minutes and sometimes you get 30 seconds and sometimes you get five. And to think that everyone's going to process and really unfortunately be listening in that moment is not realistic. And then the only other time that we really got to market our work would be the monthly all hands meetings when you'd throw a slide together. So like at most, we're talking about a couple minutes in front of the company and then occasional slacks and emails for new content. Yeah. Yeah. And that all hands, I'm very limited in the number of slides. I, I get one slide, four bullets, basically. And half the time we don't even get to the marketing section. So like, I actually don't even know if I get to, if I get a chance to, to tell everybody what we're doing. And so that was what we were seeing. And so let's talk a little bit about, let's move into what we did about it. So let's see, we talked, you talked a little bit about revenue team meeting. So what we have, one of the ways we have basically give updates is this weekly revenue team meeting. And we've been doing this for a couple of years now, probably, I think. And it's, I don't know who's all invited. It seems to be everyone in sales, customer success, and marketing, I think, is who's invited. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, each department gets a slide or two, and they get to go through like their updates and things like that. And so we've been doing that for a while. And But most of that, I would say, was pipeline updates, especially when I was doing these. It was like, here's where we are at pipeline. Here's what I need you guys to do. Open your opportunities, blah, blah, blah. But we still, I don't think, did a super great job at talking about what's coming or what's coming up. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think the short answer is no. But two, how can you You have 90 seconds to maybe two minutes? So it's just, it's not set up for success. Yeah. Yep. Um, And like you mentioned, the other area we had were, are the all hands? And so we have an all hands meeting and we can put like four or five bullet points of important things. And I get another couple of minutes there, but that's also hit or miss sometimes first part goes so long and it just goes right over and we skip all of the individual department updates. And so that's not a, it's not a um, consistent place where we can do this either. Yep. So you had an idea. Oh, barred an idea. Usually my best ideas. Brought an idea. Yeah. You brought an idea to the table. So, um, so yeah, let's talk about, so we do something called show and tell. And so I'll let Mark talk about, yeah. Talk talk to us about (laughs) where did you get the idea? And how you brought it to the table. Yep. So DG actually did this when he was at Drift. And what he would do is they would do a, I think it was like a company show and tell on Fridays in the office in Boston. And they would share updates on the biggest, most important things that they wanted the rest of the company to know about. And it was in person. It was a short little presentation. And it was intended to do a couple of things. One, market the work that you're doing. Two, get people excited about it. And oftentimes not just showing the finished final product of something that's coming, but showing stuff that's in flight to get people excited. And then most importantly, explaining the why and the what's in it for them. So it's not just we published this blog post on running 
campaigns natively versus doing it in metadata. It's we published that blog post about running campaigns natively versus doing it in metadata because a lot of your customers are raising that concern and objection around, you know, can't I just do this in the native channels? So this is going to make your life easier and get you more prepped to respond to those objections. So it's a slight reframing of that. So seeing in that, I don't even know how many countries we're in right now, but it's a 100% remote company and we don't have an office setting. I had to figure out a way to try and do that, but do it differently to accommodate for that. So I actually just pulled this up using our Loon playlist. We, the first playlist that we did was May 20th. Oh, really? Last oh, wow. Oh. Which is kind of crazy. Nice. So wow. yeah. what, what we would do is we would have everyone on the team record around a two-ish minute video. The key is keeping the video short because when we have longer videos, people just will not watch them or they will drop off. And what I asked everyone on the marketing team to do is share the number one thing that you want people to be aware of that you are working on. That could be a piece of content. It could be a process change. It could be some sort of product launch. It could be some workflow in HubSpot that's going to make people's lives easier on the sales development team or the sales team. Have some fun with it. And I think I was one of the only people to do this, but I stole this from DG2. I would leave Easter eggs at the end of the videos that would basically be making fun of myself to see who watched the video all the way through. <laughs> and what we would do is we would create a, a playlist, just knowing that people are not going to watch these the second that they are sent out in Loom, one for each week so they can watch them on their own time. And then we would send out a Slack announcement and then we would send out an email announcement and drive people to those videos. And it's crazy that it's, been this long that we've been doing that. But I'd say we've been definitely encouraged by what we've seen so far. Yeah. And you've kept it pretty religious, which is nice because it'd be easy for this to fall by the wayside, you know, and people to drift away from it. But yeah, you've really kept it consistent. You're making sure the team is doing it. One question for you. I don't do them. I've done maybe one. So we've never talked about this, actually. I know. I know. I I just (laughs) let's do it on a podcast. Yeah. Yep. Um, I feel like I should be doing them, but I also am like, part of me is like, let me let the team tell the story of what they're doing. Cause I feel like, and I know there's some things I could say that I'm doing that, you know, you wouldn't mention or Kate, you know, somebody else wouldn't mention, especially like right now I'm working on an actual project, but, um, should I be doing them too? Probably. Right. I've, I've never, wanted, ever, how can you I've, never given me a heart? No, attack? I've wanted to have this conversation <laughs> with you. So it's just funny that it's on a podcast and not <laughs> privately in a one-on-one. Yeah, I think you should be doing it because I think you're going to be talking about things that current project aside, you're going to have updates that all of us aren't privy to that can explain more around the the why behind what we're doing. So yeah, I think it would be good. So how do you, so now we're going to talk about how you, so how do you prep for yours real quick? So help me out. Yep. How do you, yeah. there's other people are going to want to adopt this process. So how do yep. you decide what you're going to put in your update and yeah, how do you get that done? How much time does it take you? Mm-hmm. So it's funny because before we started to do this, I was one of those people who would leave the week feeling, I don't want to say burned out, but just tired from everything that had gone on in the week. And then you get to the end of Friday and you're like, wait, what did I do this week? I don't even really remember what I did. Like, this is crazy. So since we started doing these, it forces you to think of what are the top three things maybe that I worked on in a given week. And I think at first, just because of I have my hands in so many different things marketing wise. I'm able to go from 
content stuff, to website stuff, to product marketing stuff, to event stuff. So I'm probably a little more fortunate. I mean, you are too, because you're the marketing leader, but you have more options of things to pick from. But what I try to do is I try to show new things that we just launched that are very, very important to them to help them in their own role. And then on weeks where I feel like, hey, I'm making progress, but I don't really have anything final to show them. I'll show work in progress stuff to get people excited around, hey, this is something that we're really pumped about. Know that this is not final. We're getting feedback on it just to kind of share people or share with people what we're doing and why. And I think particularly on the sales and CS side, since many prospects and even our customers like our marketing, they're constantly asking like, what's your marketing team up to? And I think about it as a way of giving ammo to the rest of the company to be able to answer those questions of like, yeah, I know our marketing team is trying this new campaign type, or I know that they just launched a video campaign and it just gives them conversation starters too. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Maza, our wonderful Maza, our ops genius. He, I remember, I don't know when he's done this or if he keeps doing it, but I remember early he, on, he oh, would- Hold on, hold that thought. For people who are listening, he has made a cultural name for himself inside this company by way of these videos. So Jason, <laughs> yeah. keep going. Yeah. So I remember one of the first ones I saw and he's so dry. And so one of the first ones he saw, cause you encourage us to share our screens, right. And like to show people, like to show people, not just talk, you know, so talk. you'll have your face. So we use Lim to do this and you'll have your face in one of the corners and then you'll have your screen up. And then sometimes I'll just have my face. If it's just me saying something, just yeah. as context. If I remember one of the first ones, Maza pulls his up and he has like four Chrome tabs that he's like pretending that he's like trying to move through them and find the Chrome tab, but the Chrome tabs he had up were so hilarious. It was like, why do I have daddy issues? I can't remember what it was. It's so funny. Oh, he's done that a couple of times. Like he did that one. He did one where there was a bunch of different pictures of me on different tabs as if he was just looking at I'm pictures of me. There was another one where this is pretty funny. Actually, this is hilarious. So he figured out a way to basically, I'm going to sound dumb explaining this, but he found a way to have two Mazas on screen. So like he recorded himself and then he kept that in the background. So he was recording his update and then it looked like there was a person walking behind him. No way. So yeah, he did this. So the funny part is, and I should see if I can link out to this when I promote this episode, whatever he did he forgot that setting was still on. So then the next call that I had with him, which was just he and I, there was still the Maza walking back and forth behind him. I was like, dude, do you know what's happening? He's like, oh my God, I didn't realize that was still going on. That's funny. So like he created a background or something? of Like, they, video like basically on, oh, on okay. loop. Yeah. Genius. Oh man. But like to bring it back, like that's one of the reasons why we do this and weave humor into it is because yep. then you can get people entertained by watching it and it's not yep. just this boring bland update like yep. they're gonna laugh when they see it yep. and i think that's why this has worked out well 100 percent. yeah again everybody likes to be entertained and so you can have some fun with it at the same time as educating people like that's the best and just marketing in general that's just the best kind of marketing and so yeah i i thought that was great and i've seen a lot of really good ones i try and watch them as much as i can i probably get to probably half of them i'd probably say but i love seeing them and they're all they people seem to follow the pattern. They're pretty short. They're crisp. You don't feel like you're in there getting dragged on. They seem to be the right updates. Um, yeah. So we'll keep at it. And one of the benefits, I don't know, not benefit, but accolades. So I was at a leadership offsite. When was it? So a quarter ago, last quarter's one. 
probably, right? Yeah. 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 I think it was early November, right? Yeah. 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 And it actually came up. I was, I didn't bring it up myself, but it organically came up in the leadership meeting that, and I don't remember what we were talking about. Maybe you do. Maybe I told you, but probably internal communication. But Gil, our CEO, was like, hey, this, the show and tell that marketing does these videos. They're great. And I was like, oh, you watch them? I was actually surprised. And he's like, oh, yeah, I watch them. I get a kick out of it. And then other leaders in that room were like, oh, yeah, I watch them. I'm like, oh, shit, cool. And so much so that it was like, again, when you do something really well, sometimes it's a burden at the same time as a six. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> McGill was like, hey, can you guys, do, you know, can you guys show every, all the other departments how to do this? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Mark, help me out. And I signed you up to do it. But it didn't quite set in. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like what happened there? Yeah, I I think there were a couple things at play. I think one, there was confusion around who is going to be sending these out to the company. Was it just going to be, there's going to be a a single sender, aka me, who's packaging these all up and sending out the updates. And then two, it was who is recording them. And I think what had come out of (laughs) the leadership offsite, and we'll see how good my memory is because I was not there. The ask was for each leader to record a short video, similar to what we do, like two, three minutes, a big uh, change or thing that their function is working on in a given week. And then it's more on the leadership team to do this. Whereas for us, it's like the the doers, the people who are doing all of this work and want to share their own work. So between me and between you and I think a few other people, I tried to follow up and some people listened and then some people did not. And it was messy. And like, I thought I had egg on my face going through the process because I was like, here's Gil, who one, I didn't know was even watching these. And two, then asked marketing to do this. And I'm like, shit, we like really messed this up. Yeah. And I just thought it was comical because leaders like leaders can get busy. And so they don't want to take anything on new. And so what I saw was like all the leaders trying to delegate it to like somebody on their team. It's like, oh, you, you know, hey, I delegated that to somebody else. Well, like, no, that's not exactly what we talked about. But I think I honestly think the biggest challenge was marketers are used to be on video a lot. And we're used to just recording ourselves and doing it over and over again, or just listening to ourselves. And I think some people were, I don't, I'm not super comfortable with this. So I, it's actually a, it's a burden. And when we talk about it, we're like, oh yeah, just fucking get on, just talk real quick, two minutes, you know, and for us, it wouldn't take a lot of prep because we are used to being on video. I think Uh, leaders, I challenge that. I agree with what you're saying, but I think on our team, I think you and I are used to that because of this and because of other things that we speak on. I think if you were to go back and watch some of the first mm. few weeks of the show and tell on the team, yeah. I think you would even notice that people were trying to get comfortable doing it. So it's just Good this point. feeling like, hey, I'm not really comfortable. I hate my voice. I hate seeing myself yeah. on camera. Yeah. Like we all went through that too. So I think it's not just specific to the rest of the company. Like I think some of our team even felt that way too at first. But now look at what Moss is doing. Look at what Alex and Brittany and Katie are doing. Like everyone has fun with it. It just takes a little bit of repetition. Yeah, totally. And I think, because we also, and we had put it on the leaders to do it. And so, and just like me, I don't do, I'm not doing one right now. So it probably became just one more thing to do. And our team, we kept having everybody do them instead of, oh, Jason's just going to do one. Because we had gotten already traction and people were enjoying our updates and that kind of thing. And so we were a little bit separate, but yeah, I'll check in. I have another leadership team meeting like in person next week. 
I'll see if it comes up again. But but we're also talking about some of our viewership has gone down a little bit. So we were just talking about that in the last couple of days, too. So so we actually need to make a change or we need to do something probably to get that back up because who knows? Maybe we should ask some people like, hey, you're watching yeah. for a while. I haven't seen you in a bit. I don't know. I think that's probably what I'm going to do because you've got this. There's a core group of people who watch these consistently. And I think, you know, there's a couple reasons why I think this might be happening. One, that it's end of quarter and people are trying to just close business or close renewals. But yeah, we got to change something. So back to the drawing board a little bit. Yeah. So that's the show and tell. I like it. I'm going to now that Mark and I have talked about it, you know, one on one. Publicly. One on 2000. Yeah, I'm going to start. I'm going to start doing them as well. So I'll make time. Well, you probably just put like a you just block some time on your calendar every week to do it. I so because I'm the one who's creating the playlists and watching them because I, I watch every single of these show and tells because I have to know. Truthfully, I think that the titles, if anyone on the team listens to this episode, you got to get better at the titles that you're using of what's just being described in the video because they're pretty bland. So what I do is I watch the whole video and then I try and figure out a way to reframe it. So it's like, why should you watch this video? What's in it for you? And just oh, being yeah. very clear. But then I think one benefit that we didn't really know that we would stumble upon was a lot of our team, most of the team really are now watching these videos because we've cut back on meetings too. So it's yeah. really a good way for other team members to see what I'm working on and what Maz is working on or what Alex is working on. So basically I do it Friday morning. I send it out right around Friday lunchtime. And I don't know, it probably takes one take usually unless I have the wrong window up like I did today and I still sent it out. Nice. Cool. All right. So that's not the only thing we're doing for internal marketing. So we'll talk a little, a little bit. Of, we talked a little bit about how last year we had a nice, clean, crisp marketing plan that nobody saw. So this year we did the same exercise. So we went and we built a new plan, pretty much the same format as last year. It took less time to get there this time, a little bit less time. I was a little bit more energetic and trying to get it across the finish line. And so you guys pushed me. Like, great, we have a plan. Now let's go present it to the team. And so you and Alex, I think, pushed me to say, hey, do a lunch and learn. Let's figure out how do we get this in front of the team in a way that's consumable. And we were like, oh, lunch and learn. That makes sense. Let's pull an afternoon meeting together and I'll just present it. And people can ask questions. And why are you doing this and not this? Or I thought, you'd, I thought I'd see this. And it's really our first half plan. So it's not the whole year. So yeah, I scheduled time. We basically, I just basically took, oh, I put the stuff in our Word document and I put it into a spread or not a spreadsheet, a slide deck. Um, it was still very, it was basically just took it and put it into the slide deck. It was still a lot of content, but, but yeah, then I just walked people through it and I don't know. I didn't get feedback afterwards. I got a little bit of feedback, but I didn't get a ton. I don't know if people watched it. I know you turned it into non-demand video and sent it out pretty much right afterwards, but do you get, did you get a sense of how that works? And what do you think? Yeah, I think it's something that we want to do more regularly. And again, perfect time to talk about this for the first time on a live podcast. So I think that we should start to do that quarterly and mm. maybe do a preview of the quarter and maybe what's changed from the original plan. And yeah. I think for us, it was tough because we did it right before Christmas, really like the week yeah. before Christmas. Right. right. And I think the people that did attend did really enjoy hearing why we're working on things and what's in it for them. I think moving forward we want to make sure that more people are attending that and watching it afterwards but for a 
a first go at this. Like that was awesome. Like that was the marketing of the plan of just, yeah, now I know why our marketing team is busy and I can tell you why they're busy and why that matters to my role. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So there's another thing that we use internally to, it's not just for internal marketing, but it's used for kind of a lot of different things. We call it our meta database. <laughs> well, so yeah, this is Mark, your and Alex's, I think, baby. So why don't you talk a little bit about what we do with that? Yep. So unfortunately, KY came up with the name and I hate when he comes up with funny names. Oh, you gotta give a shout out oh, geez. Yeah, I know. He <laughs> let it get to his head, but we call him our marketing intern. So it's fine. So basically what we realized was in a remote company with a bunch of different teams, you've got Asana boards here, Jira boards there, shared drives that some people don't have access to here, sales enablement tools, all of it. So basically I'm just painting this picture of the hell that is different pieces of content everywhere and people not knowing, is this the right content to be using? Is this up to date? You name it. So what we did was we have, and Ray, if you're listening, thank you for this. Our CISO locked the shit out of this thing down. So it, it requires SSO. You can't get into it if you don't work at metadata and can't log in. So don't even try to hack into it. And what the metadatabase is, it's essentially the go-to-market content hub with all of the most important pieces of content and groups of content that new employees can use, that current employees can use, that sales, CS, you name it. So to give you an understanding, we've got, it's basically a page with a bunch of different tile cards. We've got brand guidelines. We've got the market landscape and competitive intel. We've got a sales rep slide garden. That's basically the puzzle pieces that are approved by product marketing to make your own sales deck. We've got nitty gritty product information. We've got messaging docs. We've got links to gong libraries and playlists there. We've got customer stories that might not be full-blown case studies yet, but still are referenceable things that they've been working on and really proof points for sales and CS to use. And then we've also got a few different cards for links to external pieces of marketing content, the Loom marketing updates, you name it. So really for anyone to stay on top of the latest metadata stuff that they need to be aware of, it's the metadatabase. And it's something like we've got one of those timestamps up top that shows last updated on. And I feel like we're updating it probably every couple of weeks. And it's really been a priority for us to make sure that we have that. And we send people there and only there. So there's no confusion around where to go. Is it only marketing content or is it other stuff as well that they need? No, it's, I would say maybe a third of it is marketing content, but it's content that CS has created. It's maybe content that marketing created, but it's for the sales team. It's, uh, there's some internal stuff from Hi Bob and HR and whatnot. So I think really there's, we're the owner of the metadatabase, if you will, that publishes everything there and makes sure that there are new cards for what's needed. But we are not the only content creators for the metadatabase too, because yeah. there's just way too much on there for our small team to be doing all that. Yep. Yep. So like an internal hub, basically, for a lot of this content. And it's not just yeah. sales, CS. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And we mentioned we're still, we're still testing different things and trying different things. And I think that is the, that's one of the, rubs about this is like this what we're talking about right now may not work for your company right but i think no matter who you are it's important to do internal marketing and so there's a lot of different ways that you could make this happen you could do monthly lunch and learns and just use that you can use an existing meeting that's already happening you can use a database like we're talking about you can use videos so there's like a lot of different ways 
And even within the videos, how you do them, how you record them, are they humorous, are they whatever? And so it's just like other marketing, you want to test different things. And you don't want to stop until you really find like what works. And then like we just talked about something that was, that's been working for a while. Now the viewership has dropped off a little bit. So now we've got to go in and optimize again, just like a campaign. And so if you think about it that way, then just try try some different things in the org and see like really what works, what's going to get the most attention and engagement. I think the biggest lesson that I've learned through all of this is kind of similar to what you learn when you're doing external marketing too. It's that repetition is really everything. And what I mean by that is this, if you publish a case study and you make a single Slack or email announcement to the company that you've got this case study, are you know some people going to hear it? Yeah. Is most of the company going to see it and not remember it or just not even see it in the first place? Yes. So what we try to do and learn this the hard way is you have to be really repetitive around the big, important things that you want people to be aware of. And it feels uncomfortable at first because you're thinking, I said this last week, do I sound repetitive? What are people going to think of me? And it's like, it doesn't really matter because you need to hit people over the head with these big, important updates. And it just takes repetition. So similar to what you're doing with marketing campaigns and you're trying to get a message out there and get people to really understand the message and know that metadata does this. Very similar to what you need to be doing for internal marketing, because you've got to hit people over the head with the big things that you're working on and why. Yeah. And I think it's important to just like everything we do, it's important to have the right intent and like the right intention as you're getting into it. Because like you mentioned in the very beginning, if you take the approach of if you're doing this just to get people off your back or, you know what I mean? If you're just battling the what do you guys do all day? And you're just doing this for that intent, like that's not, it's not going to come off right. You're going yeah. do to hopefully talk about way too many things, right? Because you're going to try and show like, we have all this activity going on. And so I think the important thing is why you're doing, you know, why are you doing this? And then really making sure you're talking about the most important things because people's attention spans are not that great, especially outside of their circle of purview. So Think about what we used to do, though. We used to do that marketing update doc for Gil, and it just became, there was so much shit in there that he just, I think he straight up said to you, he's like, I'm not going to look at this. There's too much in here. And that was yeah. because we were throwing every single thing that we were working on each week, and there was just yeah. too much detail in there. So that's yeah. why we tried to scale it way back. Yeah. And I felt the need to show the activity because there's some points in my career here where it's been like, what are you guys doing? And are you doing enough of this or enough experimentation? That's really like, yeah, we remember those days. And it was like, okay, well then let me, and so I would pendulum swing. I'd go from doing nothing to like, here's everything we're doing. Try to consume that, buddy. You know, it's like, see, you want to know what we're, like, we're definitely doing. I wrote three words on a piece of paper that went into the update, you know, and it's like, that's not the right reason to do it. And so just make sure like the intention is there. The intention is really the most important things that people need to know about, not all the other stuff that's going on and all the activity stuff. But, and then, like you said, reframing it of what's in it for me. Again, just like you do with customers, like with your marketing to prospects, what's in it for them? Well, that's what they want to know, not all about me and like, oh, look at our platform, all these features and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter unless it means something to them. And so what does it mean to them? So same lens is like when you're doing prospect marketing. Yep. Yeah. And I think when you get this right, and in a lot of ways, I think Drift and Gong are like the, they're the old school days of Drift and Gong probably still right now. They're the North Star for a lot of this. And why are they the North Star is because it's not just their marketing team who's marketing 
Gong and Drip. Yeah. It's the entire company. So when you get people aware of what you're doing and why and why it matters to them and how ha having them market the company will help them in their own role, you grow the size of your marketing team exponentially. And it's not just on the marketing team to market the company. It's on everyone. Yeah. And I'll take, I'll venture out and this may not be accurate, but I would venture to say, I bet the people that consistently watch our show and tell updates are probably some of our best sellers, maybe some of our best CS reps. You probably can get a sense because you probably see who it, but my guess would be the best people are the ones that are actually consuming that stuff. And that's, I mean, of course you want everybody else to, but there's a reason why they're the best. It's because they know everything that's going on in the organization, they're paying attention. And so cool. I think we, uh, we got through that topic. Do anything else you want to leave people with? It is, I would say, a big time cheat code if you can do this. And we put it off for a while because we thought that it was busy work. And I can tell you, we don't have it figured out, but we've got a lot of good momentum to build off of with internal marketing. And it is not busy work. It helps us in our own role. Yep, absolutely. If you have any questions of how we did this, you can always reach out to Mark or I and ask us anything you want. Or if you've got ideas for new topics for us, let us know. But thanks again for listening, everybody. Have a great week. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of DemandGenU. DemandGenU is brought to you by Metadata, the no BS marketing OS. B2B marketers use Metadata's marketing OS to drive more revenue without all of the manual and repetitive work. From running paid campaigns to personalizing web experiences to optimizing everything to revenue, Metadata automates all of this. This means less time spent on low-value tasks and more time spent on strategy, creativity, and driving revenue.